What are those great, great flying beasts overhead? <laughs> Stainless steel <laughs> flying things. What sorcery is this? Man. Well, Mike, I got to say, I went back. I listened I listened to some old podcasts. Mm-hmm. We we were we were pretty bad back in the day. Ooh, um, yeah. I mean, we we started the podcast back in 2012. Yes. I mean, by the it's been a long time. In June of 2012. Yeah. And then we threw together our first best of's list back in December of 2012. I remember that. Like we just kind of like it was the end of the year. You know, it was a slow, it was very it was slow news weeks because of the holidays, and you were just like, "Hey, Adam, want to do a best movies? And then we'll do like a best albums. Best albums. And then we'll do a best. And we'll do a disappointments or whatever. And I went meh meh and then i thought for three seconds and i created a list of what i thought was nine albums and turns out i was wrong your number nine or your number eight was the day to remember discography <laughs> yes um and then mike had his albums on there which were a little bit more legitimate than mine were i think at the yes. time but wouldn't it be great if we had some sort of technology to go back in time to <sighs> give our our actual albums of 2012 you list. Know, Adam, funny you should say that because I don't know. Did I, did I tell you this yet? But like, I actually just went back and made a list. I redid my list for 2012. Okay, me too. I Whoa, totally did that. What a week. coincidence! This is amazing. That's all. Well, it's a shame. We can't go back in time to give it to yeah, ourselves. There's no way that we could that that technology just doesn't exist in real life and or fiction and or fiction. Yeah, but but. You've been mentioning somebody, a famous celebrity on our podcast for the last several years now. Does he have, does he have uh, like a form of Alzheimer's? He does. Parkinson's. Parkinson's, yes. You've been saying Michael J. Michael J. Fox. Fox. And if we say it one more time, I think Doc Brown appears. Is it like Bloody Mary? We look at yes. the mirror. It's funny. We have a full body mirror here. Yes. In the pot. Okay, let's do it. At, okay. At, on three, we're going to look in the mirror. And we'll see how this works. It's gonna, it's just, this is so stupid. Like I don't know why we're recording this. All right, here we go. Ready? One. Two, three. Michael, Michael J. J. Fox. Fox. Michael J. Fox. Michael J. Fox. <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> what the? What? What the hell? What? 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 What is this? What is this? What? what What's going on? I'm I'm scared. A 1985 DeLorean just landed here. Just landed here in our podcast studio. <laughs> and here, and, and, and Adam, who is that? It's Doc Brown. Doc Brown. Hi, Mike. <laughs> I'm here. I'm here. You summoned me. What do you need? Anything from the future, Doc? What a coincidence! Like we were just talking. We made these lists, Doc, four years ago. We, 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 we did an episode where we talked about our best albums of the year, and it was garbage. It really was. I listened to it myself. <laughs> oh, you're a fan. You subscribed to us uh, on iTunes. You said my co-star's name so many times. I've listened to the show many times, and yes, I agree, your list is crap. Oh, my God. I've been God. wanting to take a new 2012 list back to 2012 to give to yourselves. Adam, I... I get I, a I, proper I, top ten. Adam, what do you say, man? We're never going to get this opportunity ever again what better way to spend the once in a lifetime opportunity to go back in time than to send our past selves a list of the best <laughs> albums of the year i agree there is absolutely nothing that from 2016 that needs to be worn to 20 our 2012 selves so oh. it's more important that our list of music makes it back there and that those fuckers make a real fucking list doc you gotta do us a solid man take 
take these lists right here and go send them to 2012 Mike and Adam. It's, it, it, you're our only hope, Doc Brown. Please. I will take it with my life and protect it. Good day, gentlemen. Whoa. That was incredible, Adam. Do you I can't wait. Let's go back and listen to episode 21 see what oh, happens. Oh, yeah, let's see what happens. All right. Everybody, welcome to the end of the year show. Here today, it's December first, two thousand twelve. This is episode zero zero two one of the Skinny with Mike oh, and wait. Adam. It's it's only zero two one at this point. You haven't added a second zero to the beginning. Oh, that's true, huh? <laughs> I think I think I, that's a good idea for you to do from now on. Yeah, but that, that's fine. Go but ahead. you know, I I kind of just figured our show would end at episode fifty. But like, whatever. Yeah, right but on. anyway, uh, today's a uh, today's a very special episode of the Skinny with Mike and Adam. And today we thought it would be a good idea to count down. The best albums of the year. Adam, I have put down a list of nine albums that I have listened to, and luckily, we only listened to nine for the full year. Is that right? That is totally right. And, oh, let's not forget, we put EPs on our list, as we figured we would put as little effort as possible into these lists. Um, so, sorry, this won't be funny for a while, folks. Uh, you know, what else is new? But, you know, what? we can try to put in some doo-doo jokes here to keep you guys interested. What the hell is going on? Whoa! A 1985 DeLorean just crashed into our podcast room. Is is that what the... Uh, Doc Brown? What? what? What the... Doc Brown's here! Doc Brown from Back to the Future just exited the DeLorean. This is freaking nuts! Marty! I mean, Mike! Adam! I have come from the future to inform you of something grave! Something cataclysmic! Something life-altering about your futures! This year... The year, 2016, has revealed so much to me about the state of the world, and it all leads back to this very moment. Oh, crap. Is it something to do with terrorism? No. mass shootings? No. Or possibly that fucking ass clown Donald Trump running for president again? No. (laughs) Worse. It's your list, Mike. Something's got to be done about your lists. Your best albums of 2012 lists are crap. They are all crap. You see, in the future, okay, you guys have garnered, or you have put so much effort into your end of the year album list that you've actually garnered a following. That's right. Upwards of three people. Three people are actively involved in your show. Wow, that's and, 300% up from where it is today. <laughs> you guys put hours and hours of effort avoiding your responsibilities to your jobs and your families to compile your end of the year list. That's right. Two to three people per week actively contact you guys after your episodes go up. They give feedback of the show. They give feedback of the albums you review. Whoa. It's crazy. It's crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Also, you guys have taken the podcast to new levels of exposure. You've done media for the 2015 Warp Tour and the 2016 Taste of Chaos. But don't worry. The artists you've interviewed are nobody you have heard of prior to the day of the shows, and they don't gain you much more exposure. But at least... You have a story to tell people, especially your wives, as they fade in and out of listening to you. Wow, that's, that's, that's amazing, Doc. I mean, media for actual festivals? Like, you know, Adam, we have to do everything we can to not screw that up. But, uh, but Doc, 
I couldn't. Don't worry. I'll be sure to tell you ahead of time where the media tent is at Warp Tour. Oh, that's very useful. Remember. That's it, very useful. I might forget though. Oh, you you look very forgetful. But you know, I couldn't possibly consider myself having extra time to devote to that or my end of the year list because you see, I don't know if you know this, Doc, but I'm 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 married. I have a wife and child, and surely I'll be even more busy with them by the by the year 2016, right? I mean, I have to. Uh, believe me, Marty, you will have time. <laughs> and me? My, my wife is going to have a baby in six months. I, I'm sure by the time my child is three, everything will be stable and peaceful. And, and I won't be worried about finding time to listen to music. I mean, Doc, I wake up at 7 a.m. on the weekends. Wow. So I know a little about a sacrifice. I mean, three-year-olds generally sleep to that time, if not later, right? I mean, they don't wake up at 4 o'clock in the morning for absolutely no reason coming into your bed asking for frosted mini-wheats. No, of course do they? not. No, Adam, they don't do that. <laughs> sure thing, Marty. <laughs> you just keep on believing. <laughs> but seriously, your best albums of 2012 list you share today, they are utter garbage, especially Adam's. In the coming years, Adam, you're going to listen to over 50 albums from 2012, not just like 14 or 15. Some will be your new favorites. Some will be crap. You will also say on the episode today that you have nine albums that you're reviewing. But Adam, you didn't even count the albums you wrote down. For the episode you guys record today, you realize you only put down eight albums. You throw Babel by Mumford & Sons in at number four as just an afterthought because Mike had it as no at his number four. Whoa, we haven't even heard this episode yet, Doc. Come on. <laughs> that That is one of the best albums of 2012, and you put it in as an afterthought. And then on your disappointments two weeks later, you add it as number nine as your disappointments. Adam, is that true? That, that's messed up, man. I, I, I do because I thought it sounded too much like... Like, sigh no more. Oh, yeah. I want to smack you in the face right now. <laughs> but surely, you put King Animal by Soundgarden at your number nine, which you will realize is a very bad album, not even worth mentioning of as a best of. Then you have Collide with the Sky by Pierce the Veil at number eight. So at least that was fair. And then an EP barrage of Hardest and the Dead Rabbits. EPs are not albums. Hey, Doc, you take that back. EPs count just as much as albums, man. For Adam, they don't. <laughs> they may be good, but do not deserve to take up a spot in your top ten albums. Mumford at number four, due to being your counting heir. At least you, your top three held up back from then. Back then you put The Killers. Um, oh, God. What was the name of that album? Battleborn. Battleborn by The Killers at number three. You put the In Fear and Faith album self-titled at number two. And then you browned it out with Gaslight Anthems handwritten at number three. Jeez, Doc. Did you have to give away my top three right here in front of Mike? Yeah, now I don't want to listen to it anymore. <laughs> no. At least they, those top three still stay in your top ten. <laughs> and Mike, your list at least made sense. You had Milo Green at number nine, which should change on appeal. But Oh Brother was a 2011 album. You put it at number eight on your list. Doc, I was going to explain that this is the best albums of not necessarily 2012. <laughs> this is utter sacrilege by your 2016 <laughs> standards, Mike. Number we're still, seven. We're still doing the show by 2016, Doc? That's what I'm trying to tell you. Oh, God. <laughs> I wasn't paying attention this whole time. Number seven was Further Seems Forever with Penny Black, which is a legitimate album. And then you put Hardest 
the hardest EP at number six. Again, an EP doesn't always deserve to be in your top your ten Your opinion albums. doesn't matter, Doc Brown. This might change upon further review. Then you had Enter Shikari and Mumford and Sons, which still makes sense. And then you had In Fear and Faith, self-titled album at number three. But then Thrice's anthology album at number two. It's a greatest hit slash live album. This is like Adam doing the A Day to Remember discography. Wait, what? I, w- I was going to do that for a reason as my number seven album. Doc, yeah. shut it! I will, give it I-, I will get to that in a minute. <laughs> Back to Mike. Mike, your number one album of the year was Follow Your Bliss EP by Senses Fail. Mm, yeah. Okay. EP. Not an album. EP. How can you put an EP on your number one out al- as your number one album of the year? An EP. Sure, it's a great four songs, but come on. I know all of the albums you listened to from 2012. By the time 2016 rolls around, you can find a better choice than that. I'm not even going to tell you about what happens between you and Buddy Nielsen in July of 2016. Or should I say, doesn't happen. Just you wait and see. At least you had Inter Shikari on your list. That one has staying power. Doc, you're so full of shit. That was the best album I heard that year. And you know what? Senses Fail has had an overarching emotional emotional journey, which culminated this year with the Follow, Follow Your Bliss EP. So screw you, Doc Brown. Yeah, Doc. You know, I don't think they're going to ever make a better album after the Follow Your Bliss EP. And they're definitely not going to make a better album after that album. It's, it's, <laughs> only, it's, only, it's only going up from here, Doc Brown. Let me just say one thing. Fear! You were so afraid to be funny on this episode. Oh, all right. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we'll see, Mike. We'll see. But Adam, you moron, you also put the entire discography of A Day to Remember at number seven on your list. None of those albums were from 2012. That band will become an afterthought to you very soon. And Common Courtesy will finally come out in October of 2013, and it ends up being shitty. Oh, shitty! There! We have to warn someone. Spoiled it for both of you. Anyway, you guys need to come with me. Get in the time machine. Doc, Doc, where where are are we we going? going? Back to the future! Come with me to 2016 and hear about all the albums you have absorbed from this year, from your future selves, and then make your new list. Here, here, here's your list right now. You can at least familiarize yourself with all of them. By the time we get to 2016, you'll have plenty of time to absorb them and then talk to your future selves about the albums and learn even more. The time and effort you put into your list in 2013 and beyond definitely pays off. Again, two to three people per week interact with you guys. It's worth it to give them a better list from 2012. That's quite the turnout, Doc. Thank you for telling us that. We have so much to look forward to. Oh, yeah, Mike. Don't be surprised if you seem clinically depressed and Adam is bitter and irritable and sleep-deprived. There will be more time to explain that later. And by the way, the Menzingers have two singers, you idiots. The who? Adam, that was a life-changing experience going to 2016 it and really... back here in the year 2012 where I'm safe and sound. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I can't believe how bloodshot my eyes were. My, my future self told me he'd been up since 4 a.m. with Every his child day. that day. <laughs> and there were so many other 
days prior to that, but we didn't get too much into it, you know, because we didn't want to mess up the space time continuum. I didn't even recognize that guy that was co hosting with you. He looked so Sad. destroyed <laughs> and defeated. I thought he looked incredible because he had long hair and he was buffer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and well. Didn't have 180 extra pounds attached to him. He may have gained five pounds in muscle. But he also lost eight pounds of heart. Uh, did did he talk about the Batman franchise while you were there? Uh, apparently, Man of Steel comes because you know Man of Steel comes out next year in in, in twenty thirteen. Right. And it's, apparently, it starts a DC cinematic universe. Whoa! And get this, Ben Affleck. What from G Lee? No. And Daredevil is Batman. That is bullshit. That is comical. <laughs> It's just going downhill from here. I know. But like you said, we didn't, we didn't want to learn too much because we don't want to start a butterfly effect. Exactly. And possibly destroy the universe. But what's incredible is that we just absorbed so much music. I my, feel like a, gru- a guru. I can't believe I didn't even count my list before we started this thing. I only had eight, eight albums on it. Apparently, four years from now, I end up with 84 albums Whew. that I listened to for 2012. Isn't well, that... That shit insane. That is crazy. I end up with 47 albums plus 11 EPs. <laughs> it was the year of the EP, I guess. I think going forward, we should probably just tone down how many albums we listen to through the year. We probably should. Probably a good idea. <laughs> probably want to keep it right around maybe 20 total. Yeah, yeah that's and a then good we list. Can, then we can narrow down the that top way we can 10. have a nice even disappointments and best albums of the year. You know, yeah, good idea. It makes sense. So, so I'm just glad that we know, we know about these bands up until 2012 because... Mm-hmm. Adam and Mike from the future didn't want to tell us about what happens to these bands in 2013 through 2016. So this is all we know so far. What really shocked me visiting them before we start our list this year um, for the very first time, because this is the year 2012. I don't know why I'm speaking in the present tense. (laughs) But what really shocked me is when we visited 2016, Mike and Adam... Mike was wearing a Bring Me the Horizon shirt. We, that band sucks. It, and see, I only know that band because that person that I met once had a, um, a Bring Me the Horizon tattoo on her boobies. Mm. So I, she told me about it. I went and watched one of their videos on, on YouTube. And I was garbage. Like, it was garbage. It was for this song called, uh, it was something off of an album called Suicide Season. Oh, what's oh, that's, that's that? That's music for 12-year-old uh, goth girls. Exactly. And I'm they, never going to like that we band. We hate that band so Ugh. much. So I don't know why you bought the shirt in the future, but probably just well, to be he, ironic. Right? Well, probably to be ironic. And also, he looked really sad. So I'm going <laughs> to naturally assume that it's because that he, he future, like I, I need to you know, learn this for the future, but I, I'm pretty sure future me is really poor, and he probably found that at the Goodwill. Probably. Yeah, that's probably what it is. <laughs> so, and, and Adam was able to show me his closet and all the band shirts that he has. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I think there's a lot of bands that I absorb over the next four years. I know. I'm kind of excited to find that out. There's this band called um, um, <clears throat> um, um, Man Overboard. Oh, I've heard of them. Yeah. They're, they're, kind, of, they're kind of, they've only been around for like a couple years. A couple years. Yeah, so that, um, that, who there's, knows, maybe they I, might, I bought like, a shirt that has a gun on it. Apparently, in in the year 2016, do do you become a Republican in 2016? I might. Oh God, we didn't oh, go that is, far. That's that's probably why they look so horrible four years from now. <laughs> right. I bought a shirt with a gun on it that says "Defend Pop Punk," and I hate pop punk. Pop punk is the worst. I I said the the my least favorite parts of a day to remember are the parts that sound like Blink 182 and Newfound Glory <laughs> and Sum 41. Right. 
because I hate those bands. Those are you'll never like those. I bands. I will never like those bands. So I, I don't know. I'm 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 nervous for the future. But so without further <coughs> ado, Adam, we I mean they gave us they were really nice enough to give us a the list of what is the spe- what I guess is the best albums of this year. The best. So why don't we? You know, I have an idea. Um, it was Mike and Adam gave us a, a third microphone to do this? So why don't we? Um, <laughs> why don't we also re- you know play song samples while we talk about these albums? That's a good idea because we were not even thinking about doing that this year. We why? Just, why we, would we? The, well, this, yeah. this podcast is only going to last another couple episodes, probably. Because no I'm going to have listening. a kid. I'm going to have a kid soon. You know, I'll be kind of busy with. Yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, my 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 current wife. <laughs> who I've been married to for two years now. Yes. I mean, she's only just going to get more busy because, you know, because she's going to be an up-and-coming, uh, you know, makeup, makeup artist. artist. I'm yes. paying for her makeup school, so that's going to pay off while we're married. What's so funny, Adam? What's so funny, 2012, Nothing. Adam? I just think I'm, I'm very excited you're just for hap- you. You're just laughing because you're so happy I'm so for excited my life, for your life. For my current <laughs> life. <laughs> yes. All right. Before we start the list, really, just really quick, just between... Us bros, like I don't think anyone's listening, so I, I'm pretty comfortable yeah. telling this on the show. But like, I, I've been kind of thinking about my old ex girlfriend Tiffany. That's now, interesting because you've told me the story about how you and her dated, and yeah. she was like your first time and everything. Yeah, and you felt a like genuine connection, and maybe that she was the only one that could fulfill every single desire that you could possibly want in your life. Yeah, but I figured you had had let that go. Uh, yeah, it's well, like it's just weird. I was just, I was just randomly thinking about her, and I was just like, you know, if. I don't know. In some parallel universe, if right. I were to get back together with her again, right. I feel like that would last forever. Forever and ever. And ever. And, and ever. my heart will never be broken again. What I'm sad about is that she's, you know, with my stepsister now. Yes. And she's going to get older and increasingly more attractive. And then sure. I'm going to show her a picture of my attractive stepsister. I'm afraid I'm going to show her a picture someday and she's not going to find my stepsister attractive. Is that oh. gonna be, and that's going to hurt my feelings. <laughs> Well, you know that this stuff will never happen. So, like, what? But when you bring her up, I just have a craving for Fiber One bars. Oh, really? Is that weird? That is weird. That's something nobody will understand. Yeah, that's weird. (laughs) Let's just move on from that. Well, anyway, so we have a list of our top ten albums of 2012. It's about time. I mean, this podcast is an up and coming podcast. I feel like. You know, we're going to be rich and famous by this time next year. I know. So we might as well get this out of the way. So, <laughs> Are uh, we still on YouTube at this point? Or are we just on... I, not, I should know this answer because I do we, post-production every week. <laughs> right. And we, we still haven't <laughs> met our friend podcast. Like, we've only met the Devil's Advocates, and that's... No, we haven't even met them yet. Sorry. <laughs> what are you talking about, <laughs> I don't Adam? know what I'm talking You're about. You're just talking at your Again, ass. space-time continuum, the term... Oh, my brain the, the term, feels... Like, Pod bender and melting pod. Come the pod to, bender oh, melting pod. Never mind. Is that the name of a restaurant? That's amazing. That that six months into this, we've met zero podcasts. Yeah, that'll probably never change. <laughs> that'll also, never change. So, Adam, <laughs> do you want to go first with your top ten albums of 2012? I would love to. <clears throat> so, I had an incredible time making my list because, man, that that original list was just garbage. But. Now, Doc Brown warned us about this band. (laughs) (laughs) Lest we forget Doc Brown. (laughs) Lest we forget. So what I'm going to do here is play a track from a band that I have never heard of prior to this year. And luckily, luckily I I came across this band. And apparently Mike has known a lot more about this band more than me because Doc Brown informed us that he... (laughs) 
Friend of the show, Doc Brown. Come on, music. Here it comes. Swelling. Oh, yeah. Now, I had never heard about this band until this year, but this was going to be on Mike's top nine list, and this ended up being my top ten album of... 2012. Penny Black by Further Seems Forever. I would have this never is the opening track. The so opening cold track. I still haven't listened to Dashboard Confessional yet, but I'm thinking it's I about. I think you'd like them, man. It's about time that I do. But I yeah, think their last album was in 2009. And it's one of my favorite albums of all time. I agree, and and I I will learn I I will learn that eventually that it's my favorite Dashboard album as well. Good. <laughs> but this was such a huge departure from dashboard to do this and as i absorbed all the further seems forever albums prior to this uh i just i, I get it yes. i feel like chris caraba and and this band they, they need to be and together others yes so i hope someday maybe in about five or six years we'll get to see them live mm-hmm. but but, with, with, but without but with, chris caraba with which singer i don't know That's probably one of the original singers <laughs> The second singer, maybe. <laughs> but this album is absolutely incredible. Oh, it's I will so definitely. listenable. It's so, it's so hummable, and it sticks with you too. You know, it's a, it's an album that I, I, I'm sure going forward from 2012 and onwards into 2013, I will uh, listen to it over and over again because it's just so, it's just so good. It's a feel good album too. You know, it makes me feel like Chris Caraba is going to stay with this band forever, and forever, and not take a weird indie acoustic break in a couple of years. But we'll, we'll just—that's yet to be determined. You know, if if he were to make some sort of like romance-driven folk, uh, folk band, possibly, you know, uh, you're you're. I'm just kind of brainstorming here. Your like, ex-girlfriend's coming to mind for some huh? reason. Your ex-girlfriend's yeah, my coming ex-girlfriend back to mind. Tiffany's yeah. coming to mind. Like, <laughs> you know, if, I, I feel like if that album, this theoretical album, were to were to come to fruition, like I would, you know, in my heart, give that album to right. Uh, I mean, sorry to my current wife, but you know, I would give that to the love of my life. So I think what you should do is is refrain from that and just stick with listening to this album on repeat over and over and over again, and you will feel good. Thank you for that, Adam. Number ten of twenty twelve. Further seems forever. That is a good choice. So, um, one of the things that two thousand sixteen Mike also taught me is that he taught me a, a, a. a rating system. Mm. Uh, he said that the, 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 my current oh, rating system doesn't work anymore. I had a rating anymore. system too, but I'll say that. Okay, but he, my, he said that the current rating system that I'm using today, in the year 2012, yes. again, well, i got to stop talking like it's the present <laughs> tense, but it, 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 it doesn't work because we put the show on the internet and the internet only works in extremes. In extremes, yes. The internet is, on the internet, something is either the best or the worst. So... Going forward, starting from this moment, the next ten albums are the best albums of the year. <laughs> yes. So, the, <laughs> in no particular order, in, in all the orders, they in are all, all the, the best albums of the year. <laughs> and starting with, um, so did you just like throw them into like a shuffle? <laughs> I don't know, but <laughs> the best album of 2012, guys, is. The tenth best album. No, the best album of 2012 is Penny Black by <laughs> Further oh Seems Forever. <laughs> so that way you can just kind of flip them around. Yeah, exactly. Hey, I didn't even know there was a video for this song. Oh, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a little ditty. They're just playing in an old house and then 
This looks vaguely familiar. Like, like the the image I have of this band playing live is exactly like this. Same. Yeah, the lead background. singer is just not as good looking. For some reason, I have like a image of an airport hangar that I'm that I'm I've seen further seems forever. Oh right, but yeah. it's okay. It's okay. Cool. I like this. Here we go. But yeah, so we've talked extensively already on further seems forever. But it is an album that we both highly recommend. Um, you know, I could have at least picked a different song. Well, I made this playlist to wait. What, what am I trying to say? 2016 Mike sent me the YouTube link of a playlist that he made. Okay. And uh, so I, d- I have no control over the song choices here. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. But yeah. So good stuff. Good stuff, man. Nonetheless. All right. So, by the way, uh, Penny Black, Further Seems Forever, came in at a 9 out of 12. Mm. My, my future self informed me that I do things based that way. That's how I come up with my list is by putting base it in Base it in math, which is the only way to base things on. I agree. And, it's, and you choose the number of tracks you like divided by the number of tracks there are. So, <clears throat> this next band is one that uh, I, I got a little bit of history with now, but I still feel like this band... I hope that this band will continue to get better and better as time goes by. But um, this one, let's see. Oh, that's right. When I was looking through my future closet. Man, wasn't my house pretty nice? Your, your house is great. My, my, my 2016 house was pretty nice. Oh, it's really big. Isn't it crazy that I moved out of Riverside? Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> we have a whole new podcast studio. Yeah, you're everything. so much closer to the house that I moved in two years ago <laughs> with my family. I know. I had a wife. <laughs> And a, a three-year-old daughter, who grew up to be very beautiful, by the way. Hey, she's four now. She's four, yes. <sighs> but this album has got to be one of the best albums of 2012. I recognize that intro anywhere. And it's going to be Fate, or sorry, Age of Ignorance by Our Last Night. This song is Fate, the opening track from that album. Hells to the This is yeah. their third album, I believe. Yes. Yeah. So they definitely got better by this album, that's for sure. But, you know, as, as a band continues to get better, you start to feel like, okay, the, the downside is coming soon. So I worry about this band moving ahead to 2013 and especially 2015. Oh, yeah. If you do the review cycle, you know, yeah. it, it, it kind of adds up to that. So, you, so by 20... Of oh. Are we in control? That, that, that begs the question. I mean, now that we know where we cu- end up four years from now, can we change our fate? Can we? Should I just, like, give my child up for adoption now? Your your <laughs> wife is still... Your child is still gestating inside of your wife's uterus. I know. I know. <laughs> Maybe I guess... have that discussion after she is born. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'll save it for after the show, but yeah. <laughs> but this is a great choice. This, uh, um, this, this album came in at an 8 out of 10 on my list for 80%. 80%. It is sad that my number 10 album was a 75%, um, which means that all the albums from 11 on down to 47 are still decent albums. They're, they're, they're not that good. I felt mm. like out of all my albums, this was a rough is year. A good. This was a rough year for albums. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I made a list prior to us traveling to the future with okay. Doc Brown, friend of the show. But <laughs> <laughs> Now. <laughs> now he's a friend of the show. <laughs> but, uh, but I remember thinking like, oh, this is a really hard list to... To, to create because nothing it's, it's so little that stands out from this year it was kind of a it was blah year for 2012 I knew you know my top three stood out quite a bit mm. from my original list yeah. now that I've been to the future 
I'm glad that I have a more. Yeah, I mean, Doc Brown list. spoiled it for us, but yeah, my best album of 2015, according to my originalist, was uh, the Census Fail EP. That's right. And no minor spoilers, but I still kind of feel that way. But let's see what we go uh, going forward. It, w- okay. <clears throat> Anything else to say about uh, Agent Ignorance? It's a good, it's a good album. I hope that their next album ends up on my top ten list. <laughs> I agree. It's a, I hope it does. <laughs> it's, a good, um, it's a good album. But I do want to say to piggyback on that. Oh yes, because I had so many EPs for 2012, I ended up breaking them up into um, chunks, like best EPs, okay, honorable mention EPs, and worst EPs. Mm-hmm. So I do have a list of six best EPs. Okay. I don't know if I should mention that now or later. Or... How about we wait till after this list and okay. then uh, I'll give up my sound off because I have so much things to say about The Dark Knight Rises. <laughs> and I have so much to say about how I don't like Taking Back Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was so fucking crazy. <laughs> like, you know, if you just whittle down most of that, all five of those albums, you'd have one really good album. Right. What the fuck was that? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so uh, my next one is the best album of 2012. My zipper's down. Oh, is that a invitation? It was. Not Damn it! I, I I dropped the ball on that one. All right, I dropped so this your is, balls. This is so this is the best best of 2012. Adam, are you listening to me? This is the, the best, best album okay, okay, of 2012. <laughs> and interestingly, don't make us have to go back in time to redo this list again. <laughs> Doc Brown is welcome to our podcast studio. At any time. Um, but this is the best album of 2012. But interestingly enough, I had never heard of this band prior to us going to the future. So it's a so it's a really right. interesting choice. And I listened to this album, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, after after our, after our trip, and I have to agree with them. <gasps> the wow. best album. Oh. What a great album on the impossible past is. By the Menzingas. Who have two singers, have we two learned. two singers. Yes. I don't know why Doc Brown made it a point to let us know that, but I'm, yeah, just, I'm really weird. glad that he did. Yeah. <clears throat> Maybe there's something about 2015 and not looking like idiots or feeling like idiots, but whatever. Maybe trying to interview them at some point. But right. Who knows. <laughs> uh, but, uh, oh, wow, this is some great Heartland punk. This is just some really good alternative music. It's just really enjoyable. It's really heartfelt, and it really gets you... And it really, it really like kind of warms your soul listening to this album. It's really good. And this, this is a band. I also went back to listen to their entire discography. Interesting and interestingly oh, enough, good and for you. They're a band that just gets better and better. You just, I mean, you mentioned that with Our Last Night. And, oh yeah. Oh, this is another band you can just, you can just, you know, just listen put to them on at all, any time. Yeah, put them on at any time, and you know, and a lot of their music's relatable, especially if you're a really sensitive faggot like me. <laughs> But uh, <laughs> we'll see. And this was the year that we absorbed Gaslight Anthem, and That's I think true. I, I absorbed them more so than you did in 2012. Yes, you did. Um, because you were coming off of uh, how great the Horrible Crows were. Mm-hmm. But this was such a great like al- group of albums to listen to, as well as the, ham- the as the Gaslight Anthem. Yeah, they're a great supplement to listening to the Gaslight yeah. Anthem. You know, it's hard to some. You know, sometimes I go back and forth. Like, who is? I, I still kind of give the edge to Gaslight Anthem, but like I, I always it, will. Oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, it's, my point was like it's kind of hard to, especially when you're listening to the Menzingers. Uh, it's oh like they're just as good as like Brian Fallon and stuff. You know, Brian Fallon's a little bit better of a songwriter. Which but, uh, song is this, by the way? Is this nice? This things? is nice things. Okay. Yes. Uh, so yeah, best album of 2012 on the Impossible Pass by the Menzingers. Nice. 
So when I was going through my albums, of course, I was picking out my, my favorite songs and making my, my best of songs list for 2012. Um, I think that album kind of was up there with the most amount of songs oh, yeah. that ended up on my best songs list. Like probably it was in the top three because the other two albums we'll talk about in a minute. But mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll, we'll get to that one in a little bit. But yes, there's Absolutely. so many great songs on that album. And mm-hmm. uh, Yes. All right, where am I? <clears throat> number eight number is eight a, for you. Number eight for me is a really interesting one um, because, again, I, 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 I was warned that there was something aloof about this, this band, this song... No, sorry, not this song, but this album, I mean. This band, this album. Um, I, I don't know what I was thinking prior to going to the future, why I felt like this album wasn't good. Because, hmm. I, I, again, I was... Because I, I, you have to refresh my memory because I'm so happy and married that right. my memory is not as good. But did we do our disappointments list already? That's going to be in two weeks. And oh, appa- okay. apparently I'm going to put this at my number nine disappointment. <laughs> So I needed to make I'm glad that I didn't stick with that list. Babel by Mumford and Sons. This album I've listened to <laughs> Well, it it just came out in like October of 2012. Yes, that's it. <laughs> but I have a feeling that you know that the more I listen to it, the more I will start to enjoy it okay. even more. So, and this track right here is absolutely my favorite song on the entire Hopeless album. Wonder, one of their singles, one of their many singles off of this album. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I I know that I said I didn't like this album as much because it was too much the same as Sign No More. Pretty long too. And it's it's, it's very about long. fifty-one minutes long, I think. And I felt that Sign No More was a darker album and had a lot more edge to it than than what Babel does yes um so that was another reason that it was going to be one of my disappointments but i feel like this band it, it, it's figured out how its sound should be and if they continue with this way of going they're just going to keep on making great album after great album idea yes um for the third album i thought it'd be great if they just do nothing but banjo nothing but banjo no, no violin. No violins. No oh. guitars. No bass. No drums. Everyone has a banjo. <laughs> For some reason, I think if this band were to ever um, drop the banjo element of their music, they're, dead. they're done. They're done. Ever and like they would be so far down our lists. That would probably be like one of the worst albums of the year. Probably, I imagine. <laughs> This theoretical album. <laughs> this theoretical third album. And I know I'm, I was going to say in two weeks that I hope they change up their sound a little bit for the third one and make it interesting and, and um, experimental. Again, give everyone banjos. <laughs> <laughs> the more banjos, the better. But no, this song is great. This album is great. I don't know what the fuck I was thinking. Yeah, if you can <laughs> just kind of look past the length um, and you listening to it all together. It, you're right, though. It is... It can get a little sloggy because it is kind of samey and long, but mm. if you can kind of look past that, mm-hmm. it's a, there's a lot of wonderful songs in here. Uh, so I gave this a 12 out of 15 That's a very for high score. an 80%, which is the same as our last night, which I gave an 8 out of 10 to. So but, how did you determine the uh, uh, tiebreaker? Um, just because Mumford & Sons is not a generic metalcore band. Oh. So there's definitely something there. Shots that's... fired. <laughs> 
Um, so I, I gave them that edge just because they don't sound like everything else out okay. there right now. But not that Our Last Night sounds like everything, but there, there's a lot of bands in 2012 that sound like Our Last Night. That's true. There's a, there, there's a lot of bands. <laughs> Maybe we'll get to some of them. <laughs> they, they stand above some of the rest. Not all of the rest. We'll get to those later. Adam, I'm really excited about this next album. Okay. Best album of the year. I mean, Best. hands down, nothing can top this album. Nothing. nothing prior that I want. Nothing prior that I've spoken to. Nothing future. Nothing going forward that I'm going to speak to. And okay. you know the interesting part of this about this album? It's an EP. No oh God, I That's told right. you EP or Doc Brown told us EPs are not albums. 2016 Mike don't give a fuck. And <laughs> he gave me this is the li- this is the list that 2016 Mike gave me. Okay. Again, best album of the year, and it's a it's only a four song EP. You might have you might recognize this song by going to your local Ralphs, or going to your local <laughs> Target. <laughs> this is a uh, of mice and I'm, I'm sorry of <laughs> monsters and men. Interesting. Uh, with um, shit. What's the name of this album? This is the album they did in between the self-titled. Oh wait, I'm sorry. This is the one they did right after the, the Into the Woods. Their, Into the Woods. Their debut EP, actually. Last year in 2011 was when they released their self-titled full length. You're right. Yes. So this is the transitional. I mean, not transitional. This is just an album that they. This is an EP that they put after their full length. <laughs> because uh, they were actually they, they actually got signed to a major label. They got signed to uh, Warner Brothers, okay. and this was the uh, kind of the release that Warner Brothers wanted to give to the American audiences. Okay. This band's from uh, Iceland. Yes, and as. I, I learned recently was that I really enjoy um, of Monsters and Men's first album. Great, it's really good. Yes. <clears throat> so um, yes, it's a very good album, and you know, hopefully the band will continue to do good things. But they seem like one of those bands that might not. You never know. You never know. But for now, best album of 2012. So mark my words. There, are there, I cannot say that about any other band going forward, but this one right here, best album. <sighs> yes. <laughs> Is there a reason you are so annoyed? Is there a reason, <laughs> any other reason why it's so good? Um, well, even even though it's just a nice, brisk little EP, four songs. Those four songs sound so different from each other. Well, not vastly different, but like there's enough in each of the songs that you get something different. You get a new tone. You get a new instrumentation. You get a new pacing. You get uh, you get a new way the dual vocalist. Uh, um, bounce off one another it's so enjoyable and um, I can't wait to hear going forward if they release another record and to see how that how they kind of evolve their sound it's such a it's such a fun unique but accessible album cool I really like, well, I really and, like and it future Mike did not give this album to future Adam so what have you heard album Adam <laughs> Adam has has just the one monsters and men <laughs> album on his iPod right now. Oh, interesting. <laughs> so maybe I need to hear these four songs. At They're some really point. good songs. Well, okay. you've heard like one of them over and over again, the little talk song. Oh, yeah. That's that's on. I didn't want to choose this for the. <laughs> so they thing. took the hit song off the LP and put it on the EP. Yes, it's not even like a redone version. No, like a, well, it's it's slightly re-recorded or mm. slightly remastered. Okay, but like I said, that that was the EP that Warner Brothers wanted to put out for American audiences because this band wasn't very well known outside of uh, Iceland. Okay, okay, fair enough. And according to the Mighty Ducks, <clears throat> Greenland is covered in ice. Iceland is very nice. <laughs> Thank Beautiful. you, Gordon Bombay. 
Oh, Mike, I hope to take you to a hockey game someday. <laughs> oh, why would I, you know? The Blackhawks, what is it? It's 2012. They've got a good season going right now. I'll tell you what. If there's ever a time where I am so down and depressed for probably no reason, no, reason. no good reason at all, right. then I'll go to a hockey game with you. Deal? That's, that's a good idea. As long as there's still hope on that day. <laughs> that'd probably be the day that you save a man from suicide who knows maybe i do that every day though good for you man You're a public servant. <laughs> but no the blackhawks look really good this year and i'm really hoping that 2013 they might just win it all oh good it's very very possible it actually happened anyway moving on to my number eight album will come as no surprise to one mr mike mccullough but this has got to be the album that i wish i had heard many many times prior to 20. 12 or 2013 one of the best songs of 2012 by far i have very or i plan on having very very awesome memories of hearing this song live yeah for some reason tiffany's there but yeah i was about to say like i feel like my ex-girlfriend <laughs> tiffany who i will probably never get back together with because right. i'm married at the moment would probably like this band a lot right and your 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 gluteus is hurting a lot for some reason, my butt hurts yeah. in this memory, but who knows? But oh, the butterfly effect is hurting me. I know. Oh, my brain. But this would happen to be Chasing Ghosts by, by the Amity Affliction. By the Amity Affliction. From Australia. They're from Australia, yes. And now, I, as I absorbed all of their previous albums before this, you know, this was their first one on Roadrunner. So I had a lot of problems with this coming into it. Um, and of course, of course. Oh, so good. Um, this Severed is R.I.P. Bond. Severed Ties was their first full length. Still my favorite. Young Bloods was not as good, but it's just fair. as good. This one I gave a hard time to for a long time because it had that Roadrunner stank. It had that Slipknot effect. And other <laughs> such bands. But I can't deny how much I love this album. This is and a fun album, this too. Is fun. It's depressing as fuck if you read the lyrics. Oh, yeah. It's all about dealing with suicidal friends and friends uh-huh. who commit suicide and you know hopefully I never have to experience that <laughs> um, one day maybe not again so, I don't un- I don't understand why 2016 Mike is so depressed he looks so defeated as if his heart was broken twice in a row sequentially just listen to this like this song was like head and shoulders above everything that came before it I'm hoping that their next album that will come out in 2014 or 15, I hope it's equally as good, and I hope we can see them live someday. That'd be really fun. Maybe even around my birthday in 2016. That would be such a great birthday present to you. they're going to be there in San Diego on October 22nd, and I need to purchase my tickets before the end of the day. <laughs> you know, and I was about to suggest you do that three years from now, because, you know, yes. that might be, like, kind of around on the time. Yeah, that kind of might be around the time that they might have a... A new album out, maybe? Perhaps, All I got to say to you for that one, don't crowd surf. But there's, I love crowd there, There's something like a secret or secrets and crowd surfing, and it just doesn't fit right in my brain right now. But I love crowd surfing, Adam. I, Nothing can go wrong. <laughs> ever. Agreed. Oh, <laughs> I love this album so much, and I gave it an 8 out of 10 as my final score. Mm. It's number, what I say? Another 80%. It's, it's number 7 on number my list. Seven. I still have to put it above Mumford and Sons. Good choice, but, man. yeah. I, I, I saved the, uh, the the other choice track from this album. So you for chose, uh, for your number seven, uh, really up-tempo, pretty heavy metalcore album. Yes. 
Adam, I got to share with you. Yes. My number, my best <laughs> album of 2012. Do it. Hands down. Hands down. Has got to be from the metalcore genre, the self-titled oh. album from In Fear and Faith. You know so much about this band, and I'm so glad over the past couple of years I've absorbed this band. Um, this is by far the best album that they've ever created. <laughs> uh, ooh, it, for me, it's this and their debut LP, uh, which LP? was LP, yeah. Not EP, okay. um, what's the name of that one again? Something. <laughs> it's, there's, there's pirate songs on it. Yes. Uh, but... <laughs> They're very, yeah, it's, it's a, I'll tell you later. Okay, thank you. Um, it's a, yeah, for me, it's kind of a toss-up between this one and their debut LP, which is fucking fantastic. Uh, they kind of had a misstep in 2010, 9? With the Imperial. With the Imperial LP, and that was, whew, that was rough for me to get through, to be, if I could be perfectly honest. But and this, this is new lead singer, right? No. Oh, this, same lead singer. They've had the same Imperial. lineup. Uh, maybe it's a different basis, I believe, but they've okay. had the same lineup for... Um, from their LP on to, to uh, this year, this current year, 2012. And they're probably going to be around forever. I can't I, imagine I this so. band ever breaking up. Well, this <laughs> album was so good that it's probably going to sell really well for them and they're yes. going to stay on their label forever. Yeah. And then, um, you know, maybe they'll tour with, like, Seosin or something. I'm pretty sure we're going to see this band live at some point in our lives. Maybe Warp Tour 2013? That know. would be fantastic. But, yeah, this is... when you brought up earlier that the... the the potential the list or lineup or you're going to bring it up in two weeks actually oh <laughs> the butterfly effect it's hurt <laughs> it hurts this this band is on that list but yeah. we'll see what happens but this band has better energy better songwriting better instrumentation than anything that's come prior but oh my god and mm-hmm. the and the piano interlude Right in the uh, middle of the enigmatic. album. Enigmatic. Is one of the best little instrumental interludes that I've heard in such a long one time. One of the best songs of the year, just Absolutely. by itself. This it's song so is called The Calm Before Reform, by the way. Is this and the opening track? This is the opening track, I thought yes. So, yes. Fantastic sweetness track from upon a fantastic sweetness. album. All right, so my number six. Oh, man. Mike and I have been talking about this album so much. Just just so much this year because it didn't it? It, it, it didn't come out that long ago, I don't think. So it's kind of surprising that I've absorbed it this much over the year. But, you know, when I, I last month, you know, my dad died on, yes, on November 6th. I remember that. And I took this album with me when I went to Cleveland to, um, you know, mourn his death. And I listened to this album quite a bit. And I believe that it has a connection with me because of that. And that would happen to be the same exact album that Mike just played. There it is. Yes, <laughs> the In Fear and Faith album. And this is by far, I think the piano song is good. Yes. But this this is the best song on the album. It all comes out. Just wait until, like, I mean, the more you listen to it, and as I've absorbed so many bands lately, um, it, it does sound familiar. There, there's a lot of elements to this that sound like other bands. Yes. But, um, but it's, that ref- it's that refinement, though, that kind of makes yes. them stand out. It really, really does. Um, there's 12 tracks on this album? Correct. Um, I didn't count the intro track. Okay. So I gave it an 11, out of 11, I gave it a 9. 9 out of 11, okay. It's a good chorus. It's a great chorus. 
Kind of reminds me of Chiodos a little bit. Oh, very Chiodos-y. Yeah. Very you know, back when Craig Owens was the lead singer of uh, Chiodos, he's currently in the band uh, Destroy, Rebuild, Until God Shows. Yes. Unfortunately, he'll never get back with Chiodos. No, I think that band's done. Yeah, that band's I mean, probably done. because Brandon Bulmer is there, and he's going to be there for life, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> Their fantastic album, that Illuminatio. I know. I think fans are just going to eat it up. They're going to love it. Or they, they loved it they when it came out it so much. in 2011. So I gave this one a 9 out of 11. And my future t- self told me that any any album I give a 9 out of 11 to, I call I call it a human tragedy. Mm, <laughs> never forget. I say, I say, I gave this album a human tragedy, a 9 out of 11. <laughs> Which usually tells me it was a great album. Yes. <laughs> um, so yeah, this album is great. I seriously, like I've listened to it so much in the last month that I forgot how much I enjoyed it so much. <laughs> it just kind of slipped your mind, right? Yeah. And, I, you know, it's, it's a good grieving album. Yeah. Because I listened to this as well as the Dead Rabbits EP a lot when I was in Cleveland this for some reason. This is Halloween. This <laughs> is Halloween. <laughs> but, yeah, this is a great choice. Again, best album of the year for me. Mm. Number six for you. Number six. Rightfully so, though. All right, mm. next up for me is by far the best album of 2012. I think this might be the first one where I can say without hyperbole that that might be true. Okay. But okay. um but I had to stick with my rating. Uh again, best album of 2012. Oh. Adam knows this riff right away. This is handwritten this, by the Gaslight Anthem. You tell me a song on this album that's not good. <laughs> Exactly. You fucking tell me it. I can listen to this album so many times trying to hear something I don't like on it. This is uh, the opening track 45 in quotation marks. You know, I'm so glad that I introduced myself to this band. And I think the, the way I talk about this band, I was gonna, the way I, w- I was going to talk about this band yeah. before na- this recording. Um, oh, God, Brian Fallon has a beard. He has a beard. I didn't even know that. <laughs> Um, well, I mean, that's how he looks nowadays, Adam. It's his 2012 like, <laughs> Brian like Fallon. My my original thought of this was just like, oh, this is really good. And, you know, I, I, I can find something I enjoy every time. And at this point in life, <laughs> this band is like, there's, I, I can't live without it. Yeah. Every time I think of something bad going on in my life, all I think about is like, at least I have Gaslight Al- Anthem albums to listen to. They'll never disappoint Nobody you. can take those away That's from me. That's right, yeah. <laughs> So, I mean, you know, this band's probably topping out on this album. There's not going to be anything great. Yeah, they're probably, I mean, they, there's no way they could top handwritten. It's no. just so good. And, you know, earlier in the episode, we talked a little bit about the Menzingers and that kind of Heartland, heartland punk oh, yeah. kind of sound. Uh, but I, I feel like, you know, as, 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 as much as the Menzingers are great at it, I feel like the Gaslight Anthem has perfected they that sound. Do it right, man. Yeah. Oh. Isn't it weird? Just four years ago, we saw them open for Rise Against them twice. Right. We had no idea who they were. Get off the stage! <laughs> bring on Alkaline Trio. Uh, I could just—I mean, I—I I put eight out of these twelve tracks on my best of songs list. Wow! Like, and I don't—and it's just because like those other four, I don't like as much. <laughs> you know, they're the A minuses. Yeah, the, the A minuses of the A pluses. <laughs> So, oh, thank you for playing that. Just, oh, you're just very fills welcome. my soul every yeah, time. I mean, it, 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 it's very, <laughs> just like with when you're listening to On the Impossible Pass by the Menzingers, 
it, it's it's an album that like just sits with you and it, it makes you feel oh. warm inside and makes you feel like you're at home you know it's it's very comforting god damn it Brian great Fallon. record and, I, and again best album of the year yes i think that's one of the, one of the ones on my list that i could say without hyperbole yes all right moving on to my number five so this album was going to be discussed before Doc Brown visited us. <laughs> so, as you can tell, it still stands up, oddly enough. And that would have to be one of my favorite albums of 2012. And I'll just pick my favorite song right here. Um, I think this was a single. I saw them perform this song on the Colbert Rapport. I can vividly remember that. That show's going to be around forever. I, I think, why would, he, why would he take over for freaking David Letterman? doesn't even make sense. I know. David Letterman's retiring? That's weird. That, he's got to someday. That's, a, that's a bold prediction. Um, I don't know what I gave this album, what I had given this album originally, but um, surprisingly enough, it still, it still stands up against all of the other great albums that came out this year, which wasn't that many, but at least in my top ten. True. Um, it's a it's a long album. I'll give yes, you that much. But this 17 is seventeen tracks. This is Battleborn by the Killers, which was definitely a standout album this year. Um, I was not expecting it because Mike and I both have discussed how much we enjoyed their first album from mm-hmm. two thousand two or whatever it was. I missed the bright right. side. And then Sam's Town was a fifty fifty album, and. I wonder if they'll do a 10-year anniversary for that one in 2016. But yeah, I forgot not. to ask Adam about that. <laughs> um, and then Day and Age, 2008, is just bad. It's just Ooh, a bad man. album. Man. I don't think I even heard that one. So I don't. I don't think that. I didn't think this out. This band was going to bounce back. But in 2012, they made an album that sounded not like the Killers at all. Yeah, they finally stepped out their comfort zone. And they made one of the hookiest albums of the year. You know, and there's a lot of influences from other adult contemporary shit on there. But the more you listen to it, the more the songs just grow on you. And what did I give it here? I gave it an 11 out of 13. Wow. For an 84.6%. And it's the first of three 11 out of 13s that are coming. Now, did you give this album much of a listen to back in 20... Or, or during this year, I mean? Since today is December 1st, 2012, <laughs> I'd have to say that I went back after your recommendation. I, I No, I'm going to say that I'm going to go forward because of this recommendation and absorb it a lot more okay. and appreciate it for what it is because I, 2012 Mike, have kind of written off the killers because of their kind of unsuccessful sequen- uh, successive al- albums and I, and I talked about this album quite a lot this year yes. but you still didn't get it, give it a chance you're absorbing 84 albums I, so. like I said I'm married right now and, and I'm you have a four so year old. busy you have a four year old I'm so busy because I have to put my wife through school yes um, I'm, and doing other two that, and I just moved two years ago that's right that doesn't make any sense <laughs> but, but I'm busy that's my point so I, I think this band is, is still going places and you know their, their next album will come out pretty soon you know? absolutely they're gonna, they're gonna bank in on how well the, the, the tour did for this 18 like, to 24 months this album will come out the, the tour that they did for this the world tour was like one of the highest grossing tours of the year and um, yeah, why wouldn't they strike while the iron's hot and just, you know, no need for solo albums or anything like that. Nope. But, you know, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. 
It's a great album, though. I, I agree. seriously think everybody should give it a chance. I agree. Good, good, good choice, man. Battleborn by The Killers. Yes, I was going to have it at my number three, but on further review, it was my number five. Okay. That must mean some great stuff is coming very soon. Speaking of great There's stuff. There's going to be some controversy. Ooh, controversy. I already know that. Oh, I already know that there's controversy <laughs> coming up on what 2016 might give me. Okay. But okay. with that being said, the best album of the year. Adam, I can't stress this enough. The, yes, I know. <laughs> the greatest away. album of 2012. And uh, something I have to say about this uh, record, which is also an EP... This was my original number one album of 2012. This was going to be your 2012 album of the year. Doc Brown. Until Doc Brown. But it's still the best album is of the year. Is it still? Is it still? Adam, I have to say, this is... Okay. There's literally take away, four incredible songs here. I can There is that much. 100% <laughs> ranked record. Oh, man. Okay. But, uh, what's great... Okay. Anyway, go ahead. Today is to the, December 1st, 2012. I have followed this band for six years now. No, eight years now. And in those eight years, I feel like I've come to know, per, on a personal Nielsen. level, yes. Buddy Nielsen of Census Fail. This is Follow Your Bliss, by the way. Yes. Um, the, the EP, the song is called War Paint. Um, and in that time that I've known, I'm going to put in quotation, known Buddy Nielsen, I've listened to him go through his struggles, go through his anxiety episodes, his depression, his addiction. His all, all all of all of the stuff that's in his broken mind, he puts on he puts out on his records. He puts his heart on his sleeve, and it becomes it becomes personalized. Because Adam, I don't know if you know this, but behind this happy facade of mine, <laughs> I too struggle on, with the occasional depression Sadness. and anxiety. With the saddies, with the sadnesses, <laughs> sadness fail. The sadness in the black and white. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, but so it becomes a personal record. So my, so imagine my shock when li- I'm listening to "Follow Your Bliss" and all four of those songs are about moving forward and putting that negative negativity behind you. It's yep. something that I, we we heard this song live at Warped Tour earlier this year. Earlier this year, yes. while our friend Joe got robbed, <laughs> he got robbed before their set. True. <laughs> anyway. And I can imagine that these are kind of songs that somebody I'm just kind of pulling a random example out of a hat somebody probably goes through a, a divorce and multiple heartbreaks after falling falling back right. in love with somebody who he loved in the past and felt like it's perfect for him I feel like some of these songs are songs that you can go back to and feel like you know there's still hope out there you just need to kind of just, just kind of become a mantra right here this whole bridge I love it I mean it's, and the it's sooner great. that you realize the sooner that you can change just hit repeat, or you will die. Turn it down into your child's feet, and they will struggle, struggle to breathe, cowering in shadows that you cast and cannot see. Beautiful sunset, passionate kiss. These things mean nothing if you cannot come to terms with the person who you are and who you're meant to be. Are separated by a sea of insecure. That God right damn. there. God damn. That right there is why it is the best album of 2012, <laughs> hands down. Oh. And I talked through almost the entire song because I cannot. Well, I just hope good, someday you'll get the opportunity to talk about that song with Buddy. Oh, you know what? If I if that day ever comes, I'm going to. I mean, imagine you're like jump on the opportunity as. 
best I can. Imagine you're. I like, will not screw you're, this you're up. At Carl's Jr. and you just bought a milkshake. Again, then, random example out of a hat. And then you're walking down the sidewalk, and who comes walking your way but Buddy Nielsen? Probably the, playing a Pokemon game. Probably on, looking Pokemon on his phone. Is that what he? Was, do you think that's what he? I don't think that'll ever happen in the future. No, Nintendo's too strict. They don't. They wouldn't do that. Um, no, no. I hope that you do more than just give him a peace sign. And, mm. and and let him walk on by. I hope that Absolutely, you have a, Adam. A more, I more will, of a connection with him. I, I I I feel so connected with Buddy Nielsen and his music that, yes. that there's absolutely no way that that would let that would let that happen. I would jump on every opportunity I can to not only talk with Buddy Nielsen, but let him know how his music has touched my life. And not not right now because I'm happy I'm married. Right. You're you're perfectly happy these days. Um, yeah, whatever. Whatever. <laughs> but yeah, but Follow Your Bliss EP by Census Fail. Best album of the year. Best. Hands down. All right, fine. Nothing I said previously can come close to what I said currently. I Adam, what's your number five? I do. No, I'm on to number four now. Number four. Number four was a band that, you know, prior to Doc Brown, I had never heard of this band. And I really wish that Mike would have told me about this band um, in the, the in the years that we've known each other, I mean, we've known each other since 2007. You could have told me about this band five years, 2007 and 2012, because I was really missing something by not having this band in my life. And what's great is that I have no idea what song to pick, but I'm gonna pick, um, well, one of my favorite ones that ended up on my best songs list. It's towards the end of the album. I believe it's a bonus track. Oh, oh! Enter, Shikari. Now this was a flash flood of Kalur. This would be an album that Mike was gonna have on his list before Doc Brown visited us. Right. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And holy fucking shit! What a great album! What a unique album! There's not another band yeah. I can think of at the top of my head that sounds like this. There's nobody. It's like, and coming out of Common Dreads, where it was a very like let's all hold hands in peace and harmony album right. and then to come into like no let's destroy the fucking system yeah <laughs> it was like yes <laughs> this band just turned which, it on its head which all which is also a a message that we need because this year 2012 with its broken fucking election cycle i know of this year damn king obama i know ron paul 2012 <laughs> <laughs> this is exactly Coney the, 2012 co- <laughs> Coney 2012. <laughs> this is exactly the kind of message that you know we need to kind of incite in people who are passionate about politics, people who are passionate about making change. You know. I have this weird feeling that the, this band's fan base will be like one of the most crazy out of all of the bands that we're into. Yeah, but look at the music that they sing and the and the message that they spread. Know. You know. So um, this, I, I wish that. You would have told me about this band in years past. Yes. I don't know if this this was the first album that like jumped out to you with this band. It was. Band? Yeah. Okay. I listened to this one and then you know I kind of went back and just kind of absorbed everything uh, that they had to offer, and I'm just really glad they did because even even you take away from the message, take away from uh, you know uh, the kind of the importance of their anti-political message that they have. Again, like I mentioned, there's no band that sounds like this. They inject. EDM, dubstep, oh, yeah. alternative rock, metal, punk, hip hop. Mm-hmm. They they inject all of that into this unique sound. So I gave this album an eleven out of thirteen, and future Adam told me that I don't listen to this until the year twenty fourteen. Interesting. So I'm kind of wondering 
like how did future Adam get even introduced to this band other than you mentioning it on the 2012 best of podcast the, the original one that doesn't exist anymore right we I, had to scrap that episode I don't know how I somehow remembered to listen to this band did they have a new album come out in 20 well whatever Adam today is December 1st 2012 right. we have no idea okay I was wondering if there was an album in 2014 that was all. it could be maybe one day we'll find out it's a but good album. now that this is on your best of list I mean, it's definitely going to stay on your radar for sure for going sure. forward I wonder, if this list, I wonder if this list is going to have any lasting impact onto the future. It might. Mm. It might. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> By 2014, right. some, some of the bands will be repeating themselves. Absolutely. We shall see. Adam, the best album of the year is by far Enter Shikari's <laughs> A Flash Flood of Kalur. <laughs> <laughs> yes, everything that I just said. They said this is a, one of their singles, Warm Smiles Do Not Make oh, yeah. You Something. For some reason, I do not like this track. I love this track, dude. Yeah. It's it's a rough one for me, but it's 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 one of the it's it's a song that's on the softer side, if you can believe that. Once we get to the chorus, but uh, it's it's probably the most accessible song, to, in my opinion. It is very accessible. Yeah, accessible doesn't necessarily mean bad. It's it's the most straightforward kind of rock song that's kind of injected with a little bit of electronic elements. And they're one of those bands that sound like a lot more than just four people. Oh yeah, it sounds like there's a, there's a Slipknot amount of, of, of people. That is a thick Welsh accent too. You know, if, we, if we do get to go to a show of this band, we should ask people to do their their best impression of Rue Reynolds. Don't, don't you think? Let me write that down. That would be a fun write, game to play. Write it down. It might be like three years from now, but still, write it down. I, I like the the tri vocals, the tri vocals, because yes. both the bass player and the guitar player do a fair amount of background vocals. Oh yeah, they, this is a multi talented band, man, and and I, I I feel like this might be their best work, hands down, hands down. By <laughs> uh, far. So uh, we've already talked enough about that. that. Guy looks a lot like Donald Trump. You know, it'd be funny if that motherfucker like ran for president. That'd be hilarious. Well, he all, he almost ran this year. No, Wasn't I mean crazy? seriously. Do you think he he would ever seriously run for president? I mean, that would be hilarious. They would him out on the rails. I I agree, but it would be so funny. Oh god. But that that Ivanka Ivanka I have a feeling that if you, I have a feeling that Donald Trump like if Ivanka was not his daughter, he would fuck her. Yes. Uh, and I. I think Donald Trump would like unashamedly admit to that. As would I. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily right. for you, Ivanka is not your daughter. So I know. But game she's, on, Adam. She's a, like a year younger than me, which is great. I think she might be pregnant right now, though. <laughs> With Donald Trump's baby. Oh, God, no. Okay. <clears throat> so, definitely one of my standouts of the year, the year 2012. The One of the albums that I wish I would have listened to. Is prior- the world going to end 20 days from now? Oh, that's right. That's interesting. Well, we'll have to do. We'll have to save. It's a good our, thing we're doing this list now. Our apocalypse episode for another day. That's a good title. <laughs> Let me write that down. <laughs> so, one of my favorite albums from this year would have to be <sighs> the only band that there can hold a candle to my Gaslight Anthem. The only ones worthy of standing in their shadow. Number three album of the year, Mike. Number the best three. album of the year? Number three <laughs> album of the year. Yes. So, again, my top three, what I had prior to Doc Brown getting here was, you know, 
you know what number one is. Yes. But <laughs> number two was In Fear and Faith. Right. And The Killers was number three. Those are still very good choices. Those are still on my list. But this one... Deserves. Just is my favorite. Had, of- had we known... Again, very special th- shout out to 2016 Adam and Mike for just being better than us and uh, being smarter than us and being more informed. Man, I'm so happy that Doc Brown, friend of the show, introduced us to him. To I them, I can't believe that. I can't wait to grow up to become them. Exactly, they seem very happy people. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Um, but I can't say too much else about this band that we haven't already said, except I just want I, I to think listen we can to gush this about song over and over again. Yeah, we can gush about this band over and over again. This is a band I don't think we talked enough about, to be honest. You know? And, and every time we do end up talking, I mean, the future us, I'm sure, I'm sure going forward we won't talk about this band enough, in my opinion. You know? Probably not. Had, and, had we known... I feel like our lists would have been very similar. I know. And I hope, hope we get to see them someday. Maybe with a couple of other bands that we, we know be of. our favorites. They'll be our new favorites. Maybe our 2013 list would need to change a little bit here and there. Mm, we'll see. I don't know. Maybe. Um, but this is by far this is by far the number three. Because you remember my number five, four, and three are the same rating. They're, right. They were all 11s out of 13s. But this is the best out of those three, mm-hmm. I feel. And it's the only like one this. that actually has 13 tracks on it. The other ones, he had to cut some songs out. Oh, yeah, because there was an intro track yeah. here and there. But so I think it's a legit number three. I, think. I like it. Good choice, man. Mexican Guitarist is a song. On the Impossible Pass is the album. Menzingers is the band. Best album of the year. Number three. Number three. <laughs> best album of the year. Uh, so, again, I, I, I can't tell you how much i enjoy this best album of the year adam it is the greatest album of the year and uh we already talked about this because this song because it's an open letter adam this (laughs) This song is so bad (laughs) no matter how many times i listen to this album and love it i hate this song i have a feeling that their fan base is going to demand that they encore with this I've never at every seen, Amity Affliction show. I've never seen the video to this. The video oh is garbage. <laughs> he just hit him with a drumstick and he's he wearing did. a bicycle helmet. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's so stupid and like, hey, we got a party, bro. But the song is Open Letter. The album is Chasing Ghosts. The band is The Amity Affliction. Oh. And I'm so glad that woo! we redid our list because this album deserves to be here. It is. And it deserves to be the best album of the year, Adam. Again, mark my words best <laughs> we already talked at length about this uh, uh, album but uh, yeah but you, you, you still don't like the song to this day huh you, do, you, do you I do oh man okay I, especially he's in a live just, setting he's drinking beer out of a converse he is I'm not searching the sky for reason and it's it's live. where it is on the album it's track four yes after three of like the most Fantastic powerful songs, songs. yes and then, of course, the album ends on like three fantastic songs, yes. in my opinion. But Bondi St. Blues, oh my god. Yeah. Track four is Open Letter, and this is the most boring chorus. I know Aaron could write better. I mean, he's not writing it, but he can sing a better chorus than that. It's like this, this track and then I Heart HC are the yes. only tracks on this album I don't like. It's track four and six. Um, it's more boring than 
Never alone, never Fuck apart. You. I will always give a pass to that song. And okay, that song has that doesn't exist yet. And that song doesn't exist yet, but you do, but you like it more than this song? Yes. Oh man, that's fighting words, son. Hey, I like my '80s pop. Well, I'm not searching the sky for a reason. To this is a great chorus, dude. I really thought I that you for on, this song. on further listens, I would the song would grow on me, but it, really, but it just really hasn't. Really hasn't. Huh? No. Well, that's just one of many things I'm sure we're gonna have to disagree on. <laughs> On the skinny with Mike and Adam, because this show is, uh, from what we learned, it's going to go on for four years strong, buddy. Well, I'm excited to hear what your last best album of the your, year, your last chasing best. ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> so the next one is the one that will cause the controversy. The controversy. I have no doubt because future Adam told me a lot about where you and I are with this band by the time 2016 rolls around. Um, but I mean, not a lot because you know, space time continuum and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But what song do I pick? Oh, God. This, this one had the most songs on it that I liked that ended up on my best of list besides what my number one album will be. But we all know what that's going to be already. But this was definitely the number two. So I'm just going to pick the song that is not like my favorite song from the album, but it's definitely the standout hit single. And it's kind of gay here at the beginning. But some of us like gay. Some of us like gay, gay. people like gay. <laughs> Come on, song. Swelling, baby. For what I believe. This is the word of life. This is the word of fucking life. Life cycles. Life cycles, motherfuckers. Wow. <laughs> Number two album of the year. This album, let's not count what the band did previously. Sure. <laughs> Or maybe what the band will do after. But this album is nearly perfect. The peak for you. I know. I know where you stand on it now. But I could not deny how much I enjoyed this album now that I've been listening to it for so long. You picked a good song though, right? Life Cycles is one of my favorites from this album, Life Cycles? Yes. There's like five or six tracks off of this album that I enjoy greatly. Mm -hmm. And this is one of them. But... I don't know what... I mean, a huge step up from Deceiver, their last album. In my I opinion. say it's about even, to be perfectly honest. I think just hook-wise, Telly's voice... Telly's voice has improved, yes. Oh, he wait, became, no, it, in 2012, I, I still call him Tell. Tell. <laughs> Tell's voice definitely has improved, yes. So um, I give, I'll give you that, but there's just something about it, just at least from my end... I feel like it's just on even standing with Deceiver, their debut LP. Mm-hmm. So, Which for you is kind of a ho-hum album as well, right? It is, yeah. yeah. I mean, the song 2012, ironically enough, is my favorite song on that album. Right. Yeah. <laughs> this album also I mean, wins... Musically, musically, it's above and beyond. They, they, feel... they do do some interesting things here, like that little... Like the little string section right there. That's yes. really great. It's perfectly placed in this song. Uh, they do do some interesting things here. I do understand why it's your number two number album. Number two album. But it's a, something about this album just doesn't resonate with me. And I'm not sure. I can't pinpoint what it is. I have no idea why it does with me. Just every time I've listened to it. I mean, it's 15 tracks. Yeah. It's long. It's you long, give it that too. One. Yeah. 13 out of 15. Wow. For a... 86.7%. I also have to say that this album also wins the uh, award for worst album art. 
Well, uh, yeah. I hate the album art. It's so <laughs> tap out slash like <laughs> tell, monster tell, energy drink. Tell the people what it is. It is a med- it is a prescription medicine bottle spilled out onto the floor with bullets out of it. Mm. Wow. Implying so that, edgy. that medications are bullets. Yes. You might as well shoot yourself than take medications. Yes. <laughs> you know who thought of that album art? Mike a McCullough. 12-year-old boy. <laughs> I was going to say, Mike McCullough in 1998. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but yeah, that this, this I under, I completely understand why it's your number now, two. The, the drummer on Life Cycles. Yes. Because we all know where... Uh, well, wait. Is this... The original drummer on Life Cycles? Aguilar, whatever his name is. Something Aguilar. I have, a f- I have this weird feeling I that think... th- things with the drummers change over time. But Yeah, but I think it's made its change by now. Okay. I'm to, still talking in the present to, tense. To the YouTube guy, Mr. Yes. Luke Holland? Yeah, there it is. is Luke he, Holland. Is I believe 2012? I believe he has on there because uh, he gained the attention of the word alive by doing a Skrillex song. And Skrillex, yes. as we know, because it's the year 2012... Is super popular right now. And Dubstep I, is gonna always be around. I hope that we'll get to see that Skrillex cover live. <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> I really, really hope because there is nothing better. Be the highlight of my evening. <laughs> Should we see that? There is nothing better than a drum cover. <laughs> while your while your song. best friend's relationship is crumbling behind you. <laughs> oh, are you talking about Cameron or something? Oh man, I, I don't I know what be. you're talking I hope about. I hope it's our friend Joe. Oh I'll, yeah, gonna, I'll, I'll just jump on that. <laughs> <No>. So <laughs> controversial for you is your what you said was your number two, mm, even though I understood. Okay. okay, controversy is what I'm going to claim for my best album of the year, Adam. Your last best. My yes. Well, this is second to last best. Oh, you have another I, I, one? Yeah, well, I think so. Okay. Do I? Because yeah, you went first. You did go first. So okay. I have, yeah, so Sounds best good. album of the year. And you know what? Before I get to that, Doc Brown gave me a scathing, scathing critique of my, of, of my list because I put two EPs on there. That's right. I've already talked about two EPs. Fuck you, Doc Brown. I'm adding another EP to this. The third EP. A third EP. A third EP. Doc Brown. And you know what? Marty! Screw <laughs> <laughs> you, Doc. Get back in your DeLorean. Fine. Fuck you all. I'll never help you again. Now I'm not going to tell you what the future holds. Oh, God. Please come back. Adam, I did not listen to this band back in 2012, but thanks mm. to the help of 2016 Mike and Adam, mm-hmm. I have now... I have Learned no idea what this is about this new band. You'll once the once the hook drops, you'll. It sounds familiar, but I've definitely never seen this video. What is a man? Oh my who god! Lays a hand on his lover? You gotta be fucking kidding me! Black Diamonds EP by the new band Issues. This is their debut EP. Oh my god, it's fantastic! I, I put them on my honorable mentions EPs. I did give them that much. Okay. They're not my best of EPs, which I'll get to in a minute before I share my number one album of the sure. year. Sure. Okay, But great. I got to say, I enjoyed a few tracks on this EP. This is a fan-fucking-tastic EP. It even fe- the EP even features Franz from Attila. From Attila, yes. And it's still a good song. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> I was wondering if that and was him. Riot, and then you call it a riot, and then you call him assassin, and everybody's excited. Because he's not given credit. It's not like featuring Attila. Featuring Franz, yeah, uh, uh, I don't. I think I. I think I removed that. But oh. Franz is actually featured because <laughs> you wanted me to listen to it. Is that why you removed <laughs> it? Okay. <laughs> oh my God! This is one of the most unique uh, 
th- th- this band has one of the most unique sounds in the current music scene today. I am so fucking excited to hear where this band goes from here, dude. I guarantee you, if they release a full-length record in the year 2013, I'm going to add that, no questions asked. I agree. Is it 2013 or, or 14 that they're going to release it? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I forget what it is, too, off the top of my head. But yes, I'm sure I'm sure we'll both agree on it. We will... It's this is the best song on this album in my like if you put Princeton Avenue. If you put that album on your on your top ten, I'm probably going to be putting it on my top ten as well. Just out of spite? Just no, <laughs> no, because we, we are that much in sync. Oh, that's true. Yeah, because yes. we, we like all of the same things. Literally everything. <laughs> we never disagree on anything. Right. All right. And like this, this, this is a, such a unique band because it it, it 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 cleverly blends in some like R and B elements in there, and as you can hear as this bridge. I'ma be around for ya. I'ma paint the towel for ya. I'ma make a promise to do everything you wanted me. Cause she fucked up now. Yeah. Cause she's bearing another mouth you can't feed. Oh, such a good bridge. I think this band should like venture into like funny YouTube videos. Like, don't you get that feeling from this band? Like, like that's gonna be a good thing. It's gonna like it's gonna, gonna give resonate. them some good exposure. Yeah, they could probably yeah. kind of like play off of their name, like because you know. Yeah. What's what's a word that rhymes with issues? Like tissues. Tissues. Yeah. Um, have you have you ever seen an interview with um, lead singer Tyler Carter? He has a bit of a lisp. Uh-huh. So you can kind of like play off of them and be like, tissues. <laughs> we should totally do that. Oh yeah, yeah. Maybe we can get. We them came up to with come, this idea. And we'll put their. We'll put issues. Issues, tissues, issues, tissues. Yeah. Oh, man. yeah. We, we could, came up with this idea. Uh, I bet by, we're so genius. By the year 2015, we're gonna have our own tent at Warp Tour. Oh, Fearless Records, and people are gonna line up for hours <laughs> to come high five us. High five. <laughs> Best album of 2012, Black Diamonds EP, my third EP on my list. By issues. Well, go check out that band. Since most of you will already know what my number one album is, because there's no fucking way that it would ever change. No matter what, I'm going to tell you quickly what my top uh, EPs Go of for a 2012. Dog. While were. you do that, I'm going to scroll up to where your best album of the year is. Thank you very much. <laughs> and go ahead, and when I tell you to, please click on track six. Um, anyway, um, first off, we got the "Follow Your Bliss" EP by Census Fail. Thank you. Straight four out of four. Best Great album of the year. EP album. <laughs> we got the hardest. <laughs> EP, Nothing You Didn't Deserve. Which was on my original list prior as, to Doc Brown. As was mine. I gave it a 6 out of 7. Fantastic EP, but as I learned from this list, is that if an album has 7 or fewer tracks, it's not going to count as an album. <laughs> because <laughs> uh, Hawthorne on, Heights ruined that for us, didn't it? Yes, exactly. Um, I, I, I want to say for the, uh, for the, what's the name of the hardest EP? Uh, nothing You Didn't Deserve. That has a few fantastic songs but on repeat listens the album as a whole doesn't hold up okay well hopefully we don't see them anytime soon never um but still really good um then we got ah i the mighty carmen Ah, never sleeps carmen never sleeps it's really good debut ep from this band fantastic ep i gave it a six out of six i really hope that this band moves forward in a good direction i'm sure you and i will agree on it absolutely Um, anything (laughs) about them from now on um but in, Especially where to rank them in 2014, 15. 2015. 15, yes. <laughs> we'll, we'll be somewhere similar, I'm sure. Absolutely. But still, um, the, the song The Dreamer, the opening track on oh, that. Oh, yeah, man, that's such a good like, opening track. After too. listening to a bunch of crap from this year and then jumping into this EP, I was like, 
Thank you. <laughs> Finally, something that is better and different. Um, next up, an interesting band that uh, just just kind of hit the scene this year. Um, that would be the Sex EP from the 1975. I've heard of them. They they're, released two EPs this year, and this was the better of the two. They're a jolly old band from England. I, I, I think that um, they're very clean and sober. Mm-hmm. And they're they probably have no addiction problems. <laughs> they're probably not going to be going anywhere. They're nah. not, not going to be getting very famous. I don't think. I don't think so. It's not that appealing to the. Mass I can't audience. imagine ever going to Target and seeing the lead singer of this band up on the giant, uh, you know, projection screen in the music section, right? Singing a hit single, right? Anytime soon. So um, <laughs> yeah, but the Sex EP from the 1975, and then good choice, ah, Mike's One True Love, Mister. The Jeff Rickley. The Jeff Rickley mixtape mix one. One. <laughs> Which mix- implies that more mixtapes are coming. I wonder if mixtape two is going to come out next year. I hope that it's just as good. <laughs> just as good. <laughs> I bet it doesn't end up on my worst. Um, but uh, yeah, a five out of six for that mixtape. And by the way, I would like you to put it on uh, track five. Track five, um, okay. <clears throat> and then lastly, rounding out my best of EPs would be uh, an interesting little band. Uh, that we'll probably hear a little bit more about, but then then nothing about. Uh, that would be the self-titled EP from Micah Relocate. Micah Relocate. What a kind of, it's, it's fair. It, it's it's three tracks. Yeah. It's an introduction to the band. I like two out of the three songs. Uh-huh. And probably, um, I doubt their 2013 release will have very many guest guest vocalists on it. Probably not. Probably probably zero to one. You're, you're pulling a lot of predictions out your ass today. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so those are all six of my best of EPs out of the 11 EPs that I listened to this year. So please, double click on the track Keepsake by the Gaslight Anthem. Oh, fantastic Hand record. Written. My number one album prior to Doc Brown visiting us. My number one album after Doc Brown visiting us. I, I made the mistake when I started listening to all my 2012 albums by listening to this album first <laughs> and <laughs> sure. then listening to everything else that wasn't as good afterwards. <laughs> mm-hmm. So um, I, I wish I wish that I had saved this morning for the, towards the end just to give me a little bit of a boost because uh-huh. it got really difficult towards the end. <laughs> yeah. But this album is so good that... It's- I want to say flawless. I would definitely want to say flawless. And this song is like, again, daddy issues. Mm-hmm. You gotta love them daddy issues. Don't we all? I just lost my dad a month ago. Right. And so, for some reason, when I was coming back from from Cleveland and I was in the Dallas-Fort Worth F- airport, yes. I was getting on the plane. I was listening to this album, and this song was being played as I'm coming home from my dad's funeral. And I have a feeling like that image is going to stick in my head. Oh, yeah. For the rest of my life, we all when have I hear those, this yeah. song, we all have those, uh, you know, those moments in our life where we attach a memory to of a course. song. Because I'd know? already, I'd spent like two days after my dad's funeral in Cleveland, which were not the greatest days of my life. Of course not. Um, and I was very much processing the relationship I had had with my dad, the goods and the bads, and yes. all that. And then this song came on as I was still processing everything, and I was realizing, oh my god, the Gaslight Anthem are like the only band that matters to me anymore. Yeah, they're the only <laughs> ones who understand me. <laughs> and I was just like, I think this this is going to stick with me for a while, and now I'm going to go home and have a baby <laughs> in a few months. Life is going to be interesting. Yeah. So yeah. But I love this river. It's 
again, there is absolutely no way that the Gaslight Anthem <sighs> will ever surpass this album. Ever. I didn't think they could do it with American slang. No? Because I... <laughs> if, I if you want to get into more memories about listening to Gaslight Anthem, I can give you a lot of them. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I'm going to take this, this album with me right now and hold it tightly until... Maybe maybe 2014 when there's another Gaslight album. Maybe you think, you think maybe 2016. Be, they have to retire by now because there's no like I said there's no way they can uh, they can they can top handwritten. All I hope is that when they come to town at some point that you and I aren't with our families in the mountains and not being able to go to their show because oh. we're with our families and yeah that that that. I have a feeling that's like one of the last. One of the last memories I'm going to have with my current wife. That's weird. That's interesting. That's yes. weird. Mm. We're going to have a lot of pictures, and I may or may not have one of the worst fights with my wife shortly after that. Oh. Uh, <laughs> after that trip. So. Well, at least you'll remain married. I will. We don't divorce in this family. Oh, the, oh, the butterfly effect. Oh. <laughs> Space-time continuum. Oh, it's ripping through me. Ah. I feel like we're disappearing. Let's look at a picture of ourselves. <laughs> okay, okay my we're still there. still there. We're still there. Okay, we're still good. Right, good. All right. All right. That doesn't make any sense because this is the present version. It does okay. Whatever. Handwritten 2012. Uh, so I got to admit something. Uh, when I made this list, I mean, when 2016 Mike made this list, he didn't have time to go back and reabsorb everything from like 2012 and properly rank everything, which is why, which is kind of why I'm kind of joking around being like, everything's the best. I, this is actually in reverse al- alphabetical order. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, you know. that's random and shuffle. Random and shuffle, yes. So but is this, last I, one? this is my last one. So my num- my num- bearing that in mind, my n- my best album of the year. <laughs> so I, I I have to so I have to clarify that. So this next album is not like on par with like handwritten by. Yes, I am. So a little anticlimactic, okay. but okay. I had to admit that. So again, the best album of the year, Adam. If you feel like reshuffling these ten at some point, yes, I, which oh. I, which I will. So yes. I also have to mention "Babel" by uh, Mumford and Sons, which was on my there. list prior to uh, Mr. Doc Brown, friend of the show, coming to visit us. It was going to be your number four. Now it's just your random random shuffle. It is the best album of the year, Adam. How many times do I have to tell you? Oh. You know what would be great if this song was redone in a movie score, oh yeah, mariachi style, right? Possibly sung by a marionette toy. A marionette toy. Um, I, I have like these visions of a little girl dancing and singing it, and 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 later on when the song would be played in my car, her shouting out the name of the movie. Yes, that will come out some years later. Maybe something about uh, Guillermo del Toro. I don't know. Whatever. And. Um, that white guy, the really good-looking white guy, Channing Tatum. Channing Tatum, mm-hmm. that comes to mind. I hear he's got a big dick. Well, good for him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So, I mean, that was our top ten from both of us. A lot of crossover. Um, definitely. I, I will definitely at some point re-rank these. Uh, originally, I had a, a list of twelve albums that I wanted to. Uh, that I had. I had. I also had trouble. Um, placing them so I, I i finally decided okay these are the two that are definitely going to be off the list so i stuck with the 10 okay but i i decided on the 10 
Thursday. <laughs> so um, so I didn't have time to like properly rank them. But if I if I were, I think the first thing that comes to mind is Handwritten by uh, Gaslight Anthem. I think yeah. it's a solid. Well, and it's crazy perfect album. It wasn't on your original list. Yeah, because I wasn't inundated. I, I didn't inundate myself with uh, Gaslight Anthem the same way you did. You know, right. I didn't really get into them. Well, and you, and you th- thought Elsie was so good that like yeah. everything else Brian Fallon did was not as good. No, I, I just <laughs> for whatever reason. You know, I because I I just heard like a few Gaslight Anthem singles, and I was okay. like, okay, these are not as good as Elsie is, you know. And to be fair, that that is true to some respect. So it's, I, it's its own monster. It's its own thing. Yeah. <laughs> it really so it's is. really it's really hard to say that like, but like, um, okay. Hey, this is 2016. Mike coming. I'm just doing We're some back. editing right now. This is post production. Um, so you know, prior to uh, 2014's Get Hurt. Uh, that's when I started to like really dive deep uh, into the Gaslight Anthem because, of course, you it kind of like, made sense. Yeah, because you know, because you have like talked about them to no end. So yes. finally, now that uh, we've given our list to Doc Brown, who has given it to hopefully to um, you know our, ourselves four years from now, four years prior. Yes. So yeah, get hand, handwritten was definitely going to be my number one album of the year. Um, you know, hyperbole aside, but I def- I will definitely re rank these. Um, but still, solid lists. I don't know. And I'm so glad we kind of went back. No a day to remember fun. in sight. No a day to remember, <laughs> except for that mention about common courtesy. Uh, <laughs> I guess. Well, I guess we'll find out. We'll judge I for know. ourselves. I I'm hope not gonna... it's not as much of a disappointment as Doc Brown said. <laughs> I, do, I don't. I don't believe anything that that coot says. God. And when I listen to those old album, those old podcasts. I'm so sucking the a day to remember cock. Yeah, that's that's when uh, you started. Like that's that's when. Is that one of like the first bands that like you like went back and be like, whole discography, just give it to me? It was one of the first because there were several others. Mm-hmm. I mean, other ones that I can't place off the top of my head now. I and mean, you definitely did Senses Fail. Yeah. Um, you know, all, all of my favorite bands too. Yeah, like it was mostly your favorites that I started with. Yeah. <laughs> and then I was just like, I keep or on else you're off the show. <laughs> I keep on hearing about this. A day to remember band. What mm-hmm. does that mean? So I did like. Well, them, Adam, but... that that rounds out the end of our 2012 list. Hopefully, our show will shoot to the skis. I, kind of, I, I really hope that Doc Brown would come back from the year 2020 and mm-hmm. tell us what our 2020 list looked like so that we can prepare mm-hmm. ahead of time and, and see where our lives are at that oh, point. Oh, I have a little post-it note. Interesting. He gave me a post-it oh. note from oh. 2020. He says, okay, so, the, uh, so I have a message from the skinny with Adam and Kevin. <laughs> Kevin? That's weird. I hope and Kevin is a little added- has a little asterisk over here. Uh, oh, you flip around. It says, oh, Mike killed himself in the year 2017 because he couldn't take it anymore. No one will ever love him and nothing will ever be the same. Right. So Adam found a new co-host. His name is Kevin and he's great. And luckily he knows how to do all of the all of the technical side of the podcast. Exactly. Adam doesn't. Hey, luckily Kevin knew all the passwords to log in. To all the skinny social media Ooh, stuff. He hacked in. He was just that Ooh, good. He's, he's a hacker. Man, I, I like this Kevin. Kevin's going to be great. I, I bet he tell. would agree with with my perception of issues. <laughs> P.S. Kevin really hates issues. <laughs> These What's things it? are just like showing up as as you're reading it. Yeah, they just, <laughs> they just keep the, appearing and you're look, reading it. The post-it keeps <laughs> filling itself out. I don't want, I'm going to throw it away because I don't want to learn any more about the any, past. I already any, know too much. You say anything about how the Cubs do this season? I threw it away, man. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Michael J. 
Fox. <laughs> so uh, uh, yeah, man. Thanks for bearing with us, everybody. Yeah, this thank, was fun. That, that was that was that was fun. You know, this was purely just for us. Like, yeah, <laughs> we were sorry if we bored you with just our own opinions about things. Of course, but no, but it, 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 it is, needed to happen. Yeah, it, it is great because our 2012 list was garbage, and uh, we didn't really put a lot of thought to it. You know, that was like the infancy of our podcast, and it's mm-hmm. great that we. I literally did that. like wrote it that morning. Oh my I was God. like, oh, there, there's this album, this album, this album, and uh, sure, and throw, answer, throw this sure. EP in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, but I also do not. I still to this day do not agree with you on the opinion of EPs, but that's a discussion for another day. But uh, yeah, it's good because now we. So now we have solid lists for yes. twelve. Yeah. I mean, we might make. I, I think we at, at some point. There won't be a lot of changes in my 2013 list, but like we do definitely have to go back. There will be a lot of additions to my yeah. 2013 list. It's going to be a lot of reshuffling, for, in my opinion, because there's, there's definitely like two or three albums that like I'll either kick out or reshuffle because they should, don't hold up as much. Because we have to do an entire episode on on where we're going to place acceptance speech in our top 10 Ooh, of 2013. That'd be, yeah, that'd be interesting. I, I know where it is with mine right now. Okay. I don't know if you figured it out. Because, again, the math don't lie. The math don't lie. Yeah. But remember... Acceptance speech and sepaternal, same number. And then I just base it on feeling at that point. Yes. Like how many songs I liked compared to how many songs I don't like. Absolutely. But and, and which songs mean more to me. But yeah, I know where I stand on it now. Okay. But I'll save that for another podcast. Ooh. Maybe one day when Doc Brown comes to visit us right. again. But uh, this episode has gone a little bit too long. Uh, thank you guys <laughs> for uh, bearing with us. Please subscribe to us on on on, uh, on iTunes. Please like us on Facebook. Um Please comment below and let us know what your favorite albums of years past were. There you, go. you know, 2012 was was kind of a long time ago, but you know, there's a lot of you know. In our opinion, it wasn't a great year for music. It really wasn't. Looking at my entire list, but there is a lot of standouts out there, and you know, and we we share with the our standouts. If a standout, you know, for you is something that maybe we didn't mention, or something that you want to, re, you know, rebuttal for us, or if you want something that you want to add, please let us know. We would love to hear it, and uh, please stay tuned uh, going forward. Because like we mentioned. Uh, like 2016, Adam and Mike mentioned, uh, we, there's a lot more uh, fun stuff on, on the show going forward. Uh, we, we're we on the cusp of getting uh, approval for another L.A. band interview. Yes. So uh, look forward to that. Yeah, so uh, again. And we're going to go see the Amity Affliction in October. Confirmed. <laughs> Confirmed. <laughs> I can't fucking wait again. Two oh, Octobers in a row. Man, Tiffany's going to be so excited. Oh, oh darn. Oh. Don't kill yourself in 2017, Mike. <laughs> I, it, it was on a post-it. I can't, the post-it doesn't lie. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right, see you guys Monday morning if you're not getting some. <laughs> <laughs>